Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to a new edition of You Are My Borough. Myself, Scott Wilson and Dom Shaw from the Northern Echo. Um, we're going to be looking back on what turned out to be a very good weekend down at the Den. Uh, we'll have a chat about all things transfers and we'll probably touch on uh, Borough's striker situation, obviously, with injuries to factor in there as well. Um, a little bit of housekeeping before we start. Uh, if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, then please like, subscribe and leave a comment. As I say every week, we do read through them and it does inform what we chat about and it's lovely to hear what you're all thinking. If you're listening on one of our uh, various podcast platforms, then rate and review and again, let us know how things are going. How are you, Dom? Everything all right? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Fresh from a uh, probably Borough's best win and performance I can remember at the Den. Um, the only game that springs to mind, and I think back at Borough Millwall, and there's obviously plenty, but it's the first game of the season, Pulis, the, the two last-minute goals to to snatch a not-deserved yeah. point. Um I remember it was Flint's debut. Flint made a mistake. George scored. I can't remember who scored the other goal. But yeah, um, but yeah, I mean that's some result for Borough on Saturday. When you take everything into account, that's some yeah. result. Isn't it? I always go back to the yellow Vossen one, and I know I've thrown oh, that in for kind of best Borough individual displays. I mean that was that was a game that came from absolutely nowhere. So it it was a real outlier, and obviously the Vossen performance was a real outlier as well. So it, it probably doesn't um, doesn't really follow Saturday because. You know, Saturday feels like part of a kind of much wider narrative at the moment of Borough really gathering momentum now, uh, starting to get players back, as kind of Carrick alluded to after the game, and just getting themselves into a really good position for the second half of the season because it felt like, above all else, that's what this win did, didn't it? It put them right back into the heart of the playoff mix. Well, you know, when they go 1-0 down after 10 minutes, I mean, having arrived late... With with the fatigue of Chelsea and and, and Borough looked drained early on, then that obviously the Coburn blow, which we're going to talk about. But when you take all these things into account, after 10, 15 minutes, you're thinking, what more was in the mood? This is going to be a this is going to be a rough afternoon. First five, 10 minutes of the second half, I, I'm sat there thinking, if Borough can get away with a point here, then that, you know, that's a really good point to take into that Rotherham game, which you'd which you'd look to win. And, and we talked about it last week, didn't we? If we can get four points out of that. To kick on as they did and the win and to win. And Joe Edwards talked about it afterwards, um, how he he turned around and looked at Borough's bench and, and talked about the wow factor, basically. Looked at the likes of Hayden Hackney, Lewis O'Brien, Marcus Force, the, the options that Michael Carrick had. Now, that that's a big change, isn't it? Because if we go back to the Coventry game that you were at and... and my analysis on Sunday was basically all on that Borough had these game changers from the bench. Yours, a couple of weeks ago, was the fact that Borough ran out of steam and had, really, with respect to the young lads, no one on the bench to come on. Um, it, it feels like there's been a big change in the last couple of weeks to the options, with, with the obvious exception of up front, where there's clearly a priority now to bring someone in, which we'll talk about more yeah. later. But, but yeah, just, just having that, that bench, I mean, the, the the midfield, the attacking midfield, deciding who's going to miss out and who's going to who's going to play in those positions in the coming weeks. I don't envy Carrick there. And and obviously, as well as the bench, you've got the fact that there was two new signings in there as well. And you know, we touched, I think, in the last video about how kind of refreshing it is to see Borough doing 
pretty strategic business early in the window. And in, in Azaz and Ailing, they've, they've signed two players who, you know, a lot of championship experience. Obviously, Azaz had been playing in the championship first half of the season. And Ailing, while he dropped out of the Leeds team, clearly, you know, he spent his life playing there. So, um, two players that were capable of going straight in and hitting the ground running. And that was another big factor, I think, at the weekend, that, that all of a sudden, you know, add those two into the mix and the squad really is starting to look stronger. Yeah, I think it was no surprise to see Azaz go straight. Well, actually, I didn't think he'd go straight into the eleven, but I wasn't surprised that he did, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, he's, yeah. Played, he's played the first half of the season for Plymouth and been a key man for them. I think the fact Ailing went straight in shows why one of the reasons why Borough was so keen to sign him, because even though he hasn't been playing regularly for Leeds, I think when I looked, he played maybe 35 minutes of, of championship football since mid-October, three months. But he's the type of character where you just know there's never going to be any concerns about fitness, about being off the boil, about having maybe switched off mentally. And and clearly that was one of the reasons why Borough was so keen to bring him in. And I thought he was I thought he had a really, really good debut at right back, considering what he'll have had one, two training sessions with him, maybe one and a half. Um yeah. To go straight in at Millwall, where you can imagine the reception he got, being a Leeds United legend. Um, and he dealt with all that, no problem. Uh, and, and I think that potentially solves a big problem for Borough. We don't know what the Dykesdale injury is, but we know Smith's not going to play again this season, or very unlikely. And that's meant shuff shuffling Vandenberg and, and changing the dynamic of the defence. Now, I, I think you've got, really, a ready-made a ready-made right back at I think if Carrick's going to play his back four now, Ailing's probably going to be his yeah. first back between now and the end of the season. And, and we've touched on it again. You know, we have touched on this before, but I think one of the big things with the Ailing transfer is that it does show Borough's willingness to be flexible in their approach because, you know, with, with Smith out and, and Dykesdale currently unavailable, there was a need for a player to go in there who could do it straight away and fill that gap. And if Borough had signed, a, you know, let's say a 19-year-old fullback who, who might be fantastic in three or four years' time from Belgium or France or Holland or wherever, would you have fancied them to go straight in at Millwall in the way that Ailing did? You know, Ailing is, in quotes, a proper championship defender, isn't he? He's, he's seen it all. He's, you know, got so much experience. There's a physicality there. Nothing's going to phase him in terms of what the championship throws at him. And it just felt that at, at this precise moment... That is the move that Borough had to make. And I think fair play to them for accepting that. Yes, it probably veers away from the model a little bit and what they'd ideally like to do. But sometimes I just think needs must. And I think it was a case of that, wasn't it? 100%. And you talked to Carrick about that last week, didn't you? Yeah. On Thursday. yeah. What, what was his reaction to that? Then? Yeah, his... I mean, pretty much that, to be fair, that look, you know... That there is there is a there is a route we want to go down as a football club, and there is a long-term plan here, and there are things that in an ideal world we'd like to do, but sometimes it's not an ideal world, and we've had injuries, we've had issues to contend with, and and you know it, you do need a balance of the squad, was what he said, and, and I think we all agree with that. That that you know sometimes there is just a need to bring in the likes of a Luke Ailing to um to get you over a certain hump in the road, you know, and and who's to say. Ailing might might get offered a contract in the summer. It, 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 this might purely be a five six month thing, and then you might never wear a Borough shirt again. But right now, I think he's exactly what they need, and I think I think Carrick knew that, and I think Carrick was pleased that Kieran Scott and the rest of the recruitment team rode in alongside it. Um, 
and and that kind of collectivity is still there and, and there is an acceptance that yes you know in an ideal world there's certain things you'd like to do and routes you'd like to go down but sometimes you've just got to plug a gap or, or do something that needs doing in the short term I, I don't think I, I don't think really you can get away from the importance of Ailing and what he'll bring off the pitch as well yeah because when you read the quote you know looking at Leeds's website last week the amount of talk of mourning the exit of a legend they had Interviews with a chairman, a farewell video from all the players, Ailing's best yeah. bits, an interview with a player himself. It's very rare you get that. I mean, if you look I think back, they're, at- they're talking about wanting to try and get him back, aren't they, for a day yeah. when they aren't playing to try yeah. and you know have a wander on the pitch? And yeah, it's remarkable, really. I mean, if you think back to how the Borough players over the last what ten years, how many would have merited that? Grant, George. George, yeah, George is the one that immediately leaps in. Yeah, Grant, yeah. John, Johnny House, and Johnny House you know, we're, we're, yes, he's a Leeds legend as well. But when he yeah. when he does leave Borough, he, he'll he'll clearly warrant that. But yeah, yeah, not many. But when you read Fark talking about how um, what he did off the pitch, and and I think there's words to the effect of, and there's some online uh, this morning a piece online at, on 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 Ailing's time at Leeds. But Fark's words to the effect of, I've never come across a player who's so important. In the dressing room, and 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 I think he said something like, "I, I don't say that com- compliment lightly," or something like that. Um, which yeah shows why he was clearly reluctant to let him go. But I think also the fact that he didn't want to stand his stand in his way, and and, and when the opportunity presented himself, because clearly he wasn't going to play. And Azaz, I think just just quickly on the signings, I think Azaz looked looked good as well um, in a difficult first half where Borough were up against it. He he looks a ready made fit for that number ten role. He played one. Yeah. Lovely little blind reverse pass into Rogers after good build up on the right from Ailing, funnily enough. Um, and straight away, I think in the most difficult game, really, because it was only after he went off that the game really opened up and, and the likes of Rogers and what have you could, could do whatever they wanted, really. But um I think you could clearly see straight away why why he looks like being a being a good signing. It's you know, when you think of McGree and Silvera coming back, yeah, the options, the options in that attacking third. And the attacking midfield role, it, you know, it, it's it's going to be tough, isn't it, to decide who who gets who plays in those roles. Well, there's an yeah, there's an awful lot of options there for Carrick. The fly in the ointment clearly is that at the minute one of them is having to play up front. So um, let's yeah. let's get, let's get straight onto that. I mean, I haven't mm. haven't kind of said all of season really on these vids that Rogers is not a number nine and, and kind of. Um, you know, probably unfairly got judged as a number nine at the start of the season. Well, he finds himself as a number nine. And in fair to it, fairness to him in that second half in particular, probably um, as good a number nine display as, we, as we've seen from him, really. Um, but the fact is that he's having to play there out of position at the moment because, as we know, Latalath injured um, with Carrick saying it's going to be a, a number of weeks. Um, and then Coburn obviously joining the injury list as well at the weekend. Now, that is much more of a game-to-game management thing, isn't it? He's got this groin issue um, that we know about. It's having to be managed very clear, carefully. Clearly, he's certainly not capable of playing three games in a week. At the minute, it doesn't necessarily look like he's, he's, he's capable of playing even back-to-back weekend games. So, I guess there's two things there. One... With Forceback, who, who Carrick obviously after the game flagged up as, well, look, that is an option there. As things stand at the minute, who do you think Burr's best option to play as the nine is? And does it make it inevitable that on that ticker that we've got running along the bottom at the minute with the transfers so far, that come the end of the month, there'll be a third name on the in section there and it will be a striker? 
I think force in answer to your first question, probably force. Um, although Crooks, Crooks, interestingly, given that he played there last season for Borough, mm. hasn't this season, has he? But no. Carrick said afterwards he's definitely an option there. Force has played there. Now he hasn't played there under Carrick or, or he hasn't played there much. Um, but I think force is probably the best options of, of the players you've got now. But I think that's the key, isn't it? it it's it's options, it's kind of thinking who's going to be the best fit, which clearly isn't ideal for a team that yes. otherwise is really kind of coming together. I, I think it's inevitable now that, that, well, we know Borough are looking to sign a striker. They've been looking to sign a striker since the start of the month. I guess at the start of the month, the pressure wasn't on as much because the, the feeling was, well, if we don't get the right player, it's not the end of the world at all. We've got Coburn and Latte left. Now, clearly the priority will still be getting the right player. Even even, even in this position, they're not going to go out and buy someone who they don't think is the right fit. But I, I, there's clearly an urgency now and there's clearly, yeah. there's clearly it's clearly a more pressing issue. Carrick afterwards kind of said it all depends on the injuries, obviously. If, if the long term, we might look at it. Now, I think it's obvious that he's going to, He's not going to come out and start shouting from the rooftops that Borough are desperate for a centre-forward because suddenly that flags to all the selling clubs, although I think it's I think it's much more likely to be a loan if Borough do get get one in, that, that, that there's a desperation there. I think the, the kind of interesting thing is, and it goes back to what we were talking about at the start of the month, there's no obvious, obvious Premier League loanee, whereas there might have been in the past. Well, uh, so... I'll I'll jump in here because I I so I think I think at the minute now there is one obvious Premier League loanee which is Kiefer Moore and it's interesting yeah. that quite literally half the Championship are in for Kiefer Moore and I think that just shows how difficult it's going to be for Borough to make a Cameron Archer style signing which is that you know that's the dream in this January window for Borough isn't it that you bring in a Premier League loan player who's ready to go six months no strings attached. Um, doesn't necessarily limit the long-term development of Latalath and Coburn. It does the job between now and the end of the season. Well, Kiefer Moore is probably, you know, around as good as you're going to get with that. He obviously scored for um, Bournemouth in the Cup last week. But as I say, you know, my understanding from, from covering Sunderland's interest in him is that there is at least eight championship clubs seriously in for Kiefer Moore offering Bournemouth various things to, to, to try and get in. So... That suggests to me that if any Premier League loan player becomes available that Borough will be interested in, they're going to be in a battle with half the Championship. And and Borough clearly, the, the Borough have a lot to sell in terms of selling points yeah. to Borough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's going to be difficult. But um, I think the main one, the the main selling point, if you're a, if you're a Premier League club and you've got a, a player going out on loan, probably more so if it's a young player. I think Moore's slightly different. Is that you clearly want him to go and play. Now, yeah. Moore's slightly different in that. I think Moore will probably just come down to money, won't it? Because, I, you know, yeah. Bournemouth are clearly just wanting, wanting him off the books because he's That's not going it. to play that much there. He'll be on a reasonable wage. He'll be on a pretty decent wage, let's be honest. So, um so I think, but but you're right. If it's an Archer style, then then that's a club wanting him to go and play, isn't it, to develop? Yeah, yeah. Whereas Moore's slightly different. Borough have asked the question on on Moore, but like you say, there's there's various others, and that was that that was before things changed. Sunderland are clearly in for him. Cardiff are in for him, aren't they? I think clearly yeah. the, the emotional attachment yeah, of yeah. going there. Um, watch this space. That the, there's obviously going to be players 
who are on Borough's radar who we don't know about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see to see how it plays out. And will Coburn be ready for Rotherham on Saturday? I mean, maybe, but just judging from what from the, the, the tone of Carrick after the game at Millwall on Saturday, I, I suspected not. We still don't know on Latte Lath. The whole yeah. Latte Lath would be such a weapon in that Chelsea away game. Yeah. Honestly, um but but Borough do have the players who so for that Rotherham game, really Crooks, Rogers, Greenwood said he's played there. Um Force, obviously. There are short-term options. It's whether yeah. Given really now, I, I think Borough look at that championship table and think they have as good a chance as anyone to get that sixth spot, at least. In fact, I, I think you're probably looking at the table now and say Borough would be favourites for that sixth spot, the way things are going at Sunderland over the last couple of weeks. Um, not bringing in a striker is clearly a risk in that, given given that position, isn't it? Given that, given that situation. It feels like it, definitely, yeah. Now... <laughs> You know, as as we keep coming back to, at various stages in the second half of the season, you, you're probably going to have Latterlath and you're probably going to have Coburn. So, you know, it's not like it's not like if you do nothing, you're not going to have a strike of three months. That's not the so there there is going to be a balance here because it 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 still doesn't and you know I I know at the minute the cupboard really does look bare, but it, it still doesn't necessarily feel like it's a situation where there's an absolute gun to Borough's head and. If they can't get someone out of a Premier League club, they're just going to have to take whatever they can from Europe and hope that it works. I don't think we're at that situation yet because, as you say, there are there are options that you can try there, and it's not like you, you you're, you're not going to have either of your two established strikers for any point. So, and um, but clearly, clearly that you know it would be a massive benefit to Borough if they could bring someone in and, and, and just have that extra player. In and around it, competing and 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 then um, you know even just to to allow you to change things in games a bit more, which they don't necessarily have in attack either at the moment. You know, if you're Coburn and Latte or Latte Latte both, like you must be so incredibly frustrated because yeah, both of them really at various stages, just as they're finding the feet and hitting the stride. Coburn when he was on that good run at the back end of last year, and then obviously had to spell out the team. Latte laughed twice really now as 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 broken down. Well, that's unfair because clearly the, the Chelsea injury was a was an impact injury, but you know what I mean. Um yeah, yeah. fallen out just just as he was hitting his stride. Um and, and they'd now have a run. You know, at the start of the season, they were playing up front in a in a middling team that was finding its feet and still getting the grips with this kind of new look. Whereas now that yeah. it does look like it, it, it is coming together. Um which makes it all the more frustrating, but I guess makes it all the more enticing and exciting for potential targets. They're coming in, looking at those players who are going to be loading the bullets behind them um, mm. and thinking, you know, I, I could be onto something here. Looking at the type of football Carrick plays, looking at the momentum and the fact things are gaining. Um, I mean, hellfire, if they haven't played in a League Cup game, they might have a Carabao Cup final to <laughs> do next month. There's, there's, yeah. plenty, there's plenty there, isn't there? Last one on transfers, then, before we wrap up in a sec. Um, out, I mean, it, it ha- you know, a, a big Premier League bid for Hayden Hackney is clearly the wild card in this I next one. I, I think we both feel that that's very unlikely. I, I don't think so. I, I think somewhere, yeah, Borough might have a big battle to hold on to Hayden Hackney if they're not in the Premier League. I think at the moment that looks unlikely. So, 
Is there anyone fringe-wise you think that might be going? Or what about uh, someone like a Callum Kavanagh going out on loan or someone like that? Well, actually, my mistake is before we did this, we, we talked about outs and I said no. And obviously Hayden Coulson went out on Blackpool on yes. loan. So we yes. need that. Uh, yeah, my fault there. That that made that made sense, didn't it? Coulson came back in in the summer. Clearly, there was an opportunity there. But it, I think kind of with respect, it quickly became clear that he, he wasn't what Carrick was looking for. And then as soon as Angel and then Bangura came in, that was that, that was, was him. Yeah. One really, wasn't it? Um, that, that makes sense for him. I think he's still got 18 months left on his deal. So hopefully that works for him and, and maybe he can get a permanent move and kick on. Is he 25 now? Um, McNair. Yeah. Contract in the summer. Obviously things can quickly change, but from what I gather, as things stand at the minute, there's certainly no expectation that he's gonna that he's gonna be gone before the end. No, of the we, um, Carrick was asked on McNair's injury situation last week, not his um, not his contract situation, right? the injury situation, and 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 he, he was he was saying not in training yet, but felt like maybe a couple of weeks away. It's, it's certainly getting nearer. So I think I think McNair probably will be, will be back available by the end of the month. But clearly, with someone like McNair, the the the, the, the decision would be. If in the last few days a club comes in, and yeah. and and then with six months left, you assess your options. Have we got enough? But Borough are absolutely not pushing him out the door. Um, no. And then yeah, loan players. I mean, yeah, you'd look at Callum Kavanagh and think he could probably do with that. And yet at the minute, he's he's what you class as maybe the only fit. Recognize centre forward, yeah, even with yeah, he's not playing, is he? Let's, he be, let's play. be brutally honest, he's, you he's know, not, he's probably he's, even with that in mind, he's not probably not going to play, he's not ready yet, is he? Um, mm. so I think loans for the likes of Kavanagh, Alex Gilbert, a player yeah. who looks like probably feels like a player who would probably benefit from a loan, yeah, absolutely, because that that area that we've talked about where he plays, he, he, he's so far down the pecking order, really, isn't he? Because there's so much competition there, yeah. so yeah, I think, I think Gilbert. Um, is is an obvious loanee. Other than that, I agree on Hackney. I'd, I'd be amazed. Clearly, obviously, say this, but not wanting a bit to come in. I'd be amazed if if it won't happen this month. Yeah. yeah, we talked about the start of the month, didn't we? Feels like a Jack Clark is more likely to be the type of player. Yeah, in this window, someone who can make a difference, particularly in an in attacking sense. Hackney feels more like a, a summer investment, doesn't he? Well, let's, I mean, listen, let's hope he's not a summer investment for anyone full stop, but he stays oh, in the yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, that, that does feel, that that does feel more likely. Um, but we will see as the month progresses, obviously, uh, what have we got now? A couple of weeks left of the transfer window. So um, keep in touch with everything on the Northern Echo website. Any, any developments we will have on there. We'll be speaking to Michael Carrick, obviously, at the back end of the week, and we will have another catch-up where we will focus much more on the Rotherham game this weekend. Um, haven't really touched on that in this vid, but we will at the back end of the week. So have a good week. Um, we'll see you then. We'll preview the, um, the visit of the Millers to the Riverside. But for now, thanks for watching. You are my borough.